Are you happy to be in the house of God? Merci. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Um, our general overseer was supposed to be here, but he says the traffic situation in Accra is so much that he couldn't come. Therefore, I should stand in for him. He called me this evening to tell me. Therefore, bear with us. He'll be with you, uh, God willing, tomorrow. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We pray, Lord Jesus, that as your word comes, let your word come to bless your children. We pray that, Lord, as your word comes, let it come to heal the sick. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Today is the fourth day of, of our revival, and God has been blessing us. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body and on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Hallelujah. Good health, healings, and long life. Hallelujah. Good health, healings, and long life. Hallelujah. Now, Christ died for our sins in our place, so we would not have to suffer the punishment we deserve. Hallelujah. Christ died for our sins that we, we did not deserve. We did not deserve. So that we will live. He died because of you and I. The sins that we committed. He died because he loved us. Hallelujah. Our sins that we committed. He died to save us from all these sins. This is, the, it is called sub, sub, subsidiary atonement. Subsidiary atonement. Now, atonement is to act in a way so that you are showing that you are sorry for doing something. Now, he came to atone for our sins. He died on the cross because of you and I. Now, he, was, he was arrested, he was crucified on the cross so that you and I will not die, but will live a very good life. Hallelujah. Christ has died for us. He died for us to lead very good lives. Therefore, he does not expect us to keep on sinning. Christ does not expect us to keep on sinning. He washed away all our sins. Therefore, from, right, from now, we are supposed to lead godly lives, holy lives. Hallelujah. If, 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 you, were, if you were stealing, he came to take away those sins. If we were into fornication, he came to take away those sins. If you are the type who argues, who gossips, he came to take away those sins so that we will live a new life. Hallelujah. So that our lives will become new before him. Hallelujah. 
he was our sin, sin bearer. Hallelujah. Christ was our sin bearer. He bore our sins. Whatever we did that was sinful, Christ bore our sins. He took it upon himself. He took that sin upon himself to forgive us all that we have done. Therefore, we have no right to say that, oh, he sees everything. Whatever you do, he sees it. Therefore, we don't have to go back to our sins because Christ has come to die for us and he's borne all our sins. Hallelujah. He died to wash away our sins. No. He died. Our, our sins, the sinful nature of us, he came to wash it away so that we might live righteous life, holy and righteous lives unto him. If you are here and you are living an unrighteous life, I came to tell you that Christ has died for us and he expects you to lead holy lives. Holy lives. Hallelujah. You have to lead holy lives so that his, his death will not be for, 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 for anything. But that his death will be in the interest of you and I. We are sinful beings. But once Christ has died for us, he's taking off our sins. The sins that you committed yesterday, the sins that you committed today, he's taking them away. He expects you to lead a godly life, holy and righteous unto him. And he will bless you. Hallelujah. We are dead to sin. We were dead to sin. Uh, we, we, we died. You know, we were living in sin. Therefore, we were dead to sin. But he came to substitute us and then he died on the cross for us so that we will live a holy and righteous life. Christ is our sin bearer and he came to die for us. Hallelujah. By his stripes, we were healed. By his stripes, we were healed. This is a very common scripture. Most of us quote, by his stripes, we were healed. By his stripes, we were healed. But what is by his stripes, we were healed? The, the beatings that he had, the whippings that they, 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 they whipped him, by his stripes, the stripes that they whipped him, while well, as they whipped him, we were healed. We were healed because of his stripes. Therefore, we don't have to, to allow Jesus Christ to be, to be whipped once again. Hallelujah. His, his, by his stripes, we were, we were healed. Therefore, you can tap into his, uh, uh, this uh, scripture whenever you are sick. When you are praying, you can say, oh, by, by your stripes, I am healed. And you would be healed. Hallelujah. You'll be healed when you, 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 you quote this scripture. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles to John chapter two, John chapter third John chapter uh, third John verse two. Third John verse two. Third John verse two. Beloved, 
I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Hallelujah. Be in health just as your soul prospers. This means that prosperity is going to be your portion. Prosperity is your portion. Health is your portion. Spiritual growth is your portion. And may God grant you all these. Hallelujah. He's interested in our health, both physically and spiritually. He is interested in our health, both physically and spiritually. There are some of us, we, we, we are not interested in our health. But God is interested in our health. We don't care about our health. You know, you, 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 you don't exercise when you, you wake up in the morning. Uh, maybe take a walk from your house about 100 meters away, uh, about a meter away and come back. 100 meters or you, you walk. You know, but there are some of us, we don't care about it. When we wake up, all that we are, we are concerned with is to quickly take our bath and go to work. Hallelujah. When we go to work, when we close, we quickly come home, find something to eat, and then we go to sleep. We are not interested in our health. Hallelujah. But God is interested in our health and our physical and spiritual being. Your spiritual being, you have to pray. You know, the body needs food. But the, the soul needs the word of God. The body needs food to grow, to sustain it. But the soul needs the word of God. Therefore, when you wake up and you do your exercises and whatnot, you must find time to read the word of God. Because if your soul is not fed, then you are a dead, a dead being. Your soul must be fed. You know? So you must be interested in your spiritual growth. So that when you read your Bible, you grow spiritually. There are some of us, we, since we joined the church, we are where we are. Because our spiritual being is not growing. We do not read the word of God. We do not do anything concerning the word of God. You only come to read the word of God when you come to church. But when you are in the house, you don't read the word of God. You are not interested in the word of God. Beloved, you have to be interested in the word of God. You have to read the word of God. Even if it is two verses or maybe three, four verses, you read it every day. And once you read it, your spiritual being would also grow. You don't need to only feed your physical being, but you need to feed your spiritual being so that you grow spiritually. Hallelujah. You have to grow spiritually. The non-Christian's attitude logically leads to one or two responses. You know, the non-Christians, they neglect, neglect of their body physical, uh, uh, the neglect of their body and physical health. The neglect of the body. They go chasing money. Money is, is, has become everything to them. Therefore, they go chasing money. Therefore, their physical and spiritual being does not matter to them. All that they care when they wake up is the money. Money. Yeah. But God is interested in our spiritual growth and in our physical growth. God is interested in it. Therefore, you have to always give room 
for your physical growth and your spiritual growth. So that when you grow, when you balance it, then you become a, a full being. There are some of us, we are, we, we are not interested in our spiritual growth. All that we care is our physical growth. We go to the gym, we do all sorts of things. But when we come home, we don't read our Bibles. We don't study the Bible. We don't meditate on it. Beloved, Jesus Christ came to die for you and I. He came to die for you and I. What it means is that you have to read your Bible and you see Christ in it. If you always read your Bible, you will grow spiritually. The enemy will come. But because you read your Bible, you will quote the Bible and he will flee from you. Because you read your Bible, you quote the Bible and you flee from, you flee from you. Now some of us, when we see, uh, when we are asleep in the night, you see a cockroach crawling somewhere, hey, you get up. But that is not the case. You should be able to, to quote the Bible, quote words, words in the Bible, to counteract the, 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 the evils of this world. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> Indulgence of the body's sinful desires. The non-Christians, they indulge in the body's sinful desires. Lust of the flesh. Lust of the flesh. Fornication. Adultery. No. The non-Christians are proud to say, oh, I am, I am, I am, I, I have two girlfriends. I have three girlfriends. But what, have you, what about you, a Christian? Do you have to have a girlfriend? No. You have to lead your life holy. Holy and righteous. You, know, you, 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 you don't gossip. Gossip about people. You gossip and uh, when you gossip, you don't know that you are even gossiping. You don't fight. You don't fight. You, you fight and you, you think that that is good. But Christ came to die for your sins. Therefore, he doesn't expect you to sin. He doesn't expect you to go into fornication. He doesn't expect you to go into adultery. He expects you to be in his house. To be in the house of God. With the people, with the right people, doing the right things. You, when you come to church, you are with the right people. And you are doing the right things. Hallelujah. God is concerned for both your body and your soul. He is concerned for both your body and your soul. He's not concerned only for, he's not concerned only for your body, but he's concerned both for your body and for your soul. And your soul comprises the mind, the intellect, and your emotions. Hallelujah. Your soul comprises the mind, the intellect, and emotions. And these ones you have to feed with the word of God. So that the enemy does not get uh, 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 advantage, does not take advantage of your mind. 
If the enemy takes advantage of your mind, he will be telling you evil things, things that are not good. When you are thinking, your intellect, you'll be thinking of certain things. You'll put things into your mind, and your intellect would, would, would take it. You know. Your emotions, how you feel, what do you feel, how do you feel? You feel to come to the church? It's your feelings about coming to church or staying outside. You have to have that feeling always to come to church. When you are coming to church, it, is not, it should not be like a force unto you. There are some of us, when we are coming to church, it looks like somebody is forcing us to go to church. Somebody is forcing you so that within you, you are not happy. But, oh, pastor, pastor, mama, pastor, be with me. Mama, sorry, I passed up. When you, 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 you should have that happiness in you, happiness in you to come to church so that it does not become a routine, something. Church does not become something routine. Like uh, oh, you sleep, you wake up, you go to work. You sleep, you wake up, you go to work. Church does not have to be like that. But you should happily come to church and worship your God. Hallelujah. And as you worship him, put your hands together. As you worship him, he will also be blessing you. As you worship him, you will also be growing. You worship him, he will be blessing you. If he blesses you, he will add more unto it. And may God bless all of you here. May God bless you. For coming here tonight, may God bless you. May he multiply your blessings. May he bless your finances. May he bless your marriages. And may he bless your businesses. Hallelujah. Amen. As a responsible Christian, you should neither reject or indulge yourself, but care for your physical needs and discipline your body so that you are at your best for God's service. You don't have to indulge. Now, when you indulge in things that are not good, you are a Christian and you don't indulge in things. You are, you are, you are, your leg is here. One leg is in the church. One leg is outside. You have two characters. You, know, you, 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 don't, you don't satisfy God. If you have two characters... Your character in the church is different from your character outside. Then watch it. Check it out. Because Christ came to die for us and he has taken off out all these things. He's taken out all these things so that you shouldn't have one leg in the church and one leg outside. Your two legs must be in the church. Hallelujah. Your two legs must be in the church so that you have the best for God's service. The best for God's service. People might be like, today they are playing football. Eh? If it were to be for Ghana, eh, a lot of people wouldn't have come. A lot of people wouldn't have come today because Ghana is playing uh, a particular country. Uh, but when it is Ghana and any other country, you have to come to church. Are you going to watch the match? Or are you going to come to church? Are you going to watch that much? Or you are going to come to church? 
if you, you are a child of God, then nothing will stop you from coming to the house of God. You will come, no matter what the circumstances are, you find yourself in the house of God. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 30, verses 16 and 17. Jeremiah chapter 30, verses 16 and 17. Jeremiah chapter 30, verses 16 and 17. Therefore, all those who devour you shall be devoured. Hallelujah. All those who devour you shall be devoured. All and all your adversaries, every one of them shall go into captivity. Every one of them shall go into captivity. Those who plunder you shall become plunder. And all who pray upon you, I will make a prey. Hallelujah. 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 Verse 17. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. Because they called you an outcast, saying, this is Zion. No one seeks her. Hallelujah. Those who devour you shall be devoured. God is saying, all those who oppose, who quickly eat you, when they devour it, it means that they are eating something, they devour you, they shall be devoured. And when God says this, it is a serious sin. Those, those, those that devour you shall be devoured. And all your adversaries, every one of them shall go into captivity. All those who oppose you, all those who attack you, all of them shall be captives, shall go into captivity. Therefore, God is taking care of his children. He is taking care of you. That no adversary, no opponent or no adversary can harm you. No adversary can harm you because he is for his children. Hallelujah. Those who plunder, you shall become plunder. Those who plunder, you shall become plunder. Those who steal from you, they shall become plunder. Hallelujah. If they steal from you, they shall become plunder. They shall become maybe God is going to plunder them. He's going to take from their heaven and give to his children. He's going to take from their heaven and give to his children. Hallelujah. Therefore, when they plunder you, God is going to take it from them and give it back to you because you are his child. As children of God, we will always have to. We always have to be in his house. Serve him. We shouldn't care about what we eat or what, what, what we wear. God will provide. God will provide. God will provide. 
And may God provide all your needs, sir. Whatever you want, whatever you need, may he provide it for you. Hallelujah. Amen. And he says, all those who pray upon you, I will make them pray. Your praise. Eh? The, 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 the vulture, eh? it prays on chickens. Eh? So all those who pray on you, I shall pray. It means that all those who fight you, he's going to fight them back. All those who fight you, he's going to fight them back. And may God fight all those who fight you. May God fight all those who fight you. Hallelujah. Amen. The verse 17, God will restore your health. He will restore your health. If you are sick here, God is restoring your health. If you are sick here this evening, God is restoring your health. God is healing you. God is making you whole. Hallelujah. Heal all your wounds, sir. He's going to heal all your wounds. All your wounds, not some of your wounds. All your wounds. The wounds that you sustained, maybe as a result of uh, maybe you doing something, he's going to heal them all. We say, by your stripes, we are healed. Therefore, by his stripes, he's going to heal all your wounds. Sir. May he heal all your wounds. Sir. May God heal all your wounds. Sir. The wounds that you have sustained spiritually and physically. May God heal you. May God heal you. Hallelujah. Amen. Because they called you an outcast. Because they called you an outcast. Because the, the people think you are nobody. They think you are nobody. But God is for you. You don't, you don't have to fear. God is on your side. They may call you any kind of thing. They may call you an outcast, a nobody. But God is always on your side. Therefore, you have to live for God. You have to live your life for God. In this 14 days revival and prayers and revival, you have to be here. Unless you, you, have, a, you have genuinely, genuinely, uh, and a, a genuine excuse, you always have to be here. Even if two people come, you always have to be here. And God will bless you. He will look at your, um, how you, 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 you serve him, and he will also bless you. Don't think that those who come to church genuinely, with genuine hearts, are not going to be blessed there. Those who come to church always with a genuine heart, when they are in trouble, when they call upon God, he hears them and answers them. And may God hear you and answer you. May God hear you and answer you. Hallelujah. They, they think you are nobody, but you are somebody in the realms of God. They are nobodies in the realms of God, but you are somebody in the realms of God. Hallelujah. Amen.